I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy, co-hosted by me, Zivi Owens, and Tracy Cox, who is the author of 17 books and an international sex expert. We are the duo behind the TikTok viral sensation account called With Zivi and Tracy, and you should definitely listen to this podcast in which I ask Tracy three anonymously sourced questions each episode, which you can also enter at www.sextalkwithzivianttracy.com and it's sextalk, S-E-X-T-O-K, to reflect our TikTok viral success. I hope you enjoy. Enter your questions on our website, listen up, send it to friends, and please rate and review our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy. Hi, Tracy. Welcome back from your vacation. How was it? It was really good. It was lovely weather, really simple little island, Corfu in Greece. Not as flashy as the other. The, the I normally go to Mykonos. Have you been to Mykonos? I have been to Mykonos. Yeah, yeah. I quite like Mykonos. It's very shishi, isn't it? But Corfu sort of it's a lot simpler, a lot cheaper, and very very nice. I mean, really really enjoyed it. Excellent. And here I am back in the office. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to have gone in about a second. And while you were gone, we won more awards. Now we've won some video awards for our TikTok component of our amazing podcast here. So if anybody hasn't watched on the, the our TikToks, at with Zivi and Tracy, which keep getting blocked, unfortunately. So we have to <laughs> keep appealing because I guess we're just so raunchy. Is that it, Tracy? It's just ridiculous, isn't it? Because there's other stuff on there which is quite X-rated. And here we are, you know, using all the correct terms, never swearing, never using slang. What is going on here? I find it just so weird. I agree. Really weird. It's ridiculous. All right. Well, at least the video awards have acknowledged our our <laughs> success and <laughs> and we got the dot com awards too for our podcast. So we're just moving and shaking here. We are award winning podcast now, which is very good. Yeah, it sounds it's good, right? Close in, yeah. It sounds lovely. So, you know, we're gonna roll with that. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, we have some excellent questions here today. We've had so many come in this summer, which is amazing, including some people who are writing back in saying, Okay, thanks for answering my question, but here's what I meant. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Okay, question number one. I've been having sex with my partner for two years. The sex in itself is amazing, but it gets to a point where I cannot, I cannot even say these. Tracy, this is so embarrassing. I'm envisioning like now they're going to be on TikTok with these big headlines. Just to reiterate, these are not my questions. These are not Tracy's questions. They've come in anonymously. Here, I'm going to pretend I'm reading it from this piece of paper so it doesn't look like I'm reading my own question. It's not going to fool anyone, you know. How's that? Okay. <laughs> Except it's not it is not... It's so not your question. It's exactly what I know, but it's like, language. oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to just read this. Okay. I've been having sex with my partner for two years. The sex in itself is amazing, but it gets to a point when air gets into my vagina and makes a weird noise. This makes me feel really uncomfortable. He says he doesn't mind it at all. <laughs> is, 
Is my vagina too loose? And if so, can I do something about it? Is it to do with the girth of my partner's penis? Okay, thank you for embarrassing me enough. Thank you. Okay, go ahead. The body language, the body language of Zibi then was hilarious. Now, this is embarrassing, yes, but absolutely normal. And in fact, there's even a term for it. It's called a quip right? Q-U-E-F. And I think it's a very cute term for an air emission from the vagina. It's a very normal thing. It happens when air gets trapped just simply because of the in-out motion of the penis, you know, going in and out during intercourse. Now, it happens to everyone. Thankfully, they don't smell. And I personally think you should take the same attitude as your boyfriend. It just it doesn't really matter. But having said that, I have to say, I vividly remember the first time it happened to me, and it was absolutely mortifying. And I think the first time it happens to anyone, it is. It's just like, what the hell is this? This is just so embarrassing. But most couples just laugh it off. They change position and... I think it's something that happens when you're younger, actually. I so really does do. does it happen to everyone or does it only happen to some people? Because it sounds like the question is like, maybe it's just that person or like, you know, maybe it happens to some people, not to other people or sometimes, or maybe is it some combinations there is a partners. Yeah, yeah, it can be. But most of the time, so it's three things that basically cause it. Number one is position, right? There are some positions, like particularly him from behind, where it sort of forces air into the vagina, which comes out rather inelegantly when he withdraws. So if you want to avoid this happening to you, vaginal flatulence, um, stick to missionaries, <laughs> stick to side by side, stick to positions where he's not from, it's not the sort of force of air being pushed in. The second thing is his thrusting style. Now, some men really pull back when they pull out and they almost withdraw. And when that happens, the further he pulls back, the more likely it is that wind's going to be able to get in there and be pushed back in again. So if you want to avoid that, make sure that your pelvis is stay close. Try to get it. So the less he pulls back, the more less likely it is that wind's going to get in there. So keep your pelvises close. Stay. I always talk about that grinding motion because it feels better for the woman anyway. And also rough or fast thrusting can also cause wind. So if you want to keep it nice and slow, that will stop it. The third thing is your anatomy. Now, not a loose vagina because that doesn't cause it. What can cause it, though, is that our pelvic floor is quite unique. It's all basically the same, but some people are just a bit prone. They have a different type of pelvic floor that makes them a little bit prone to trapped wind. Who knew? Who knew this? Who knew? Who knew? Yes. No, but it's not the girth of the penis either because the vagina is very clever. So if his penis is like small and, and thin, it just doesn't stretch as much. And if he's big, it stretches more. So there's never going to be that kind of space for wind to get in. I have to mention here that in fact, in rare cases, vaginal flatulence can be caused by what's called a vaginal fistula. I never even knew about these, which is an abnormal opening which connects the vagina to another organ like a colon or a bladder. Sounds absolutely ghastly. It's not that bad. But if your quiffs do smell or if you get any discharge, you do need to go off to the doctor. It's very rare though. The most likely thing of all is sexual activity, particularly if you're younger and again, my main advice would be stop worrying because sex is noisy. You know, bodies slapping together, tongues licking, you know, bodies, you know, people kissing. Sex is, you know, that's all part of making whoopee, isn't it? I mean, and quite frankly, I mean, you could take my advice and you could have sex missionary style and be very controlled. But quite frankly, you just said the sex is amazing. Why not just keep having amazing sex and not worry about the quiz? 
Yeah. Don't you think? Well, I think now that this person has heard your answer, they will never be worried about it again. <laughs> That's what I think. I think now that they know it's totally normal. Yeah. Some Sometimes people just don't, you know, they just don't know. Maybe they're, you know. They don't know. And I mean, I only know from experience in, in doing this job for so long. But the main thing is just change position. Actually get into withdrawal completely, change position, go in slowly, and it's probably all going to be fine. That would fix it. But yeah, don't worry about it, especially if you're having amazing sex. Yeah. Don't worry about anything. You know, turn off the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question number two. I have never had a one night stand before, but I've always thought it could be a lot of fun if done right. I am afraid of taking home someone who is creepy or not trustworthy, especially these days with COVID. How would you recommend going about one night stands in a safe yet fun way? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I think there's always going to be a risk taking somebody that you don't know back to your place or going back to their place. So you just have to accept that. And But basically, you're trying to manage three factors here to make it fun, but also safe. The first one is obviously your physical safety. The second one is things like SDIs and COVID. And the third one is emotional risk. So you're trying to juggle all three, get these right, and then you can go on to the fun bit. In terms of creepy, trustworthy, Ted Bundy serial killer, looked great, charming. You know, you really can't tell whether somebody's going to turn out to be somebody like a Ted Bundy. Very few people are, of course. But I do think you can trust your gut instinct. And if any part of you, when you're thinking about going home with somebody, just says, you know what, this just doesn't quite feel right, please don't go there because our guts are so good at sort of instinctively sensing danger. So I definitely listen to your gut. The other joy of living in the modern world today is that you can install a safety app on your phone. I don't know whether your your daughters are probably too young, Zibby, to have them, but my stepdaughter, she's 20, and she has a whole heap of stuff on her phone. So if you Google apps for women's safety, you'll find things like that you can shake your phone twice and it'll, you know, no send way. an emergency call. Yes, and huh. she has this thing called Circle of Six where you pick six either family members or girlfriends and then there's this thing where it's all set up so you tap twice in a certain way and it lets them know where you are and that you need help. I mean, they're quite extraordinary wow. things. Oh, Do my you, gosh. Yeah, they're really good. Have you got something called Life 360 there? 
I don't think so. I mean, we might, but I don't have it. Yeah. Well, I do. And <laughs> what, what it does is it shows wherever you are. So wherever your phone is, it'll show that you're there. Like my husband and I have it so I know how long he's going to be away before, you know, I put on dinner or he's doing the same or whatever, stalking each other basically. But, you know, we do it with Sophia as well, our stepdaughter, so we kind of know where she is. And that's another good safety thing to do. If you don't like the sound of that or even as well as that, if you're out with somebody and you think, you know what, we're going to go home, this is going to be the one night stand, I think that it's a very good idea to let them know that you are going to text a friend. And all you need to say is like, look, you know, we're clearly going to go back to yours or to mine. You know, I need to text my friend and let her know or him know where we're going to be. We've got this thing going where we text each other to make sure that we're going to be safe. Now, it's I, the reason why I wouldn't even do it discreetly, I tell him, is that it sorts the the bad people from the good people because if he is dodgy, he's going to get annoyed about this and he's going to say, well, if you don't trust me and all this sort of stuff, at which point you say, well, if you had nothing to hide, this wouldn't worry you. Bye. So now, nice you're, now you're fighting before this even starts. Now, <laughs> now it's like you're an old married couple. <laughs> but then a, ni- a nice guy is never going to get annoyed, is he? He's going to go, that's great, good, yeah, my name's so-and-so and this is where I live. Or, yeah, it's in this district or whatever. I just think, I mean, I know I'm probably going a bit overboard with all this, but I do think that, you know, it's it's important, all this stuff. I also think it's a better idea to do it at your place. Not only, you know, you don't know who's going to be at his place and also you feel more comfortable there and you can control everything. I mean, this last piece of advice is probably a bit, bit, bit hopeful, but stay sober. Don't do drugs. The fact that everyone has a one-night stand when they're drunk is, is, you know, I mean, just try and keep your wits about you, okay? The COVID STI thing, God, how boring that we have to even be talking about COVID still after all this time. But, I mean, quite frankly, the only way to have totally safe sex with STIs and COVID is to have virtual sex, right? Or here's an option. I know, I know. You can be in the same room, but keep your distance and both masturbate yourselves to orgasm. How much fun does that sound? Well, that's a party. I'm going to put it on my calendar right now. (laughs) (laughs) So you do you have to minimize your choices so with covid basically you want to make sure that when you have sex you're both facing the same way so him from behind doggy style would work better than missionary for instance wash your hands thoroughly before and after no kissing if you're really good you'd wear a mask but i don't know anyone who has ever worn a mask during sex with stis use a condom of course they don't protect us against everything but they are all that we have And always do a visual check. Always just have a little bit of a look around. You're looking for any rashes, scaling, ulcers, just anything that looks not quite right. And if you see anything, don't go there. (laughs) Your expression is priceless. I'm I'm literally, I'm like, no, really? You want to be checking out all of that? I feel like that would be like, you know, I don't know. I I feel like you'd want to run for the hills. I mean, a close inspection. I I don't know. All I can see in my head is this poor woman just thinking to herself, did she actually read the bit where it said in a fun way? (laughs) Um, I did read that bit in a fun way, but you have to go through all this. Now, to be emotionally safe, make sure you're in the right headspace because, you know, one night stands are a lot of fun, but they also can make you feel rubbish about yourself when you wake up the next day. So make sure you're doing it for all the right reasons. Make sure you don't expect anything and you won't be disappointed. I also realise that it's selfish sex. Like, you're not going to you're very unlikely going to end up with somebody who cares about your pleasure. Most people are just in it for their pleasure. But in a way, this is coming to the fun bit now, that is the whole point of them for women. Because women, 
you know, often like one night stands because they can let go. They don't have to pretend that they don't want to have wild sex with strangers like men do. They, they're not being judged. They're not like thinking, well, this person might end up my serious partner. So they end up having really adventurous sex or doing all this sort of slightly kinky, dodgy stuff that they don't really want to do with a serious partner, which I think you should do with a serious partner as well. But lots of women feel really hung up about that. So once you've got all these you've juggled all these things and you're emotionally safe and you've took, taken care of the condom and all that sort of stuff, for God's sake, just enjoy it and let go and just do everything you've always wanted to do but we're scared about being judged for. That's what a one-night stand is all about. Why do you think they even call it a one-night stand? What do you mean stand? It's really one night lay down. I don't yeah, know. I, mean, I don't know. One-night stand. I, I bet it's probably got something to do with, I don't know, it sort of reminds me of being stood up from a date, like a one night stand. It's not going to go any further. Or I'm afraid to being... Google this for what will show up. <laughs> Maybe I'll try googling it. <laughs> I just didn't know where the term came from. But do you know something else? Just a final bit. The other way to sort of circumvent the whole vetting person and being nervous about the creepy, trustworthy thing is to have a one-night stand with somebody in your circle. And this is why people end up always having sex with the groomsmen and the bridesmaids at weddings, because they're vetted. They're people that you all know. That they, you kind of know that they're okay because they're there within your group of friends. So, so maybe if you had somebody on your, you know, the periphery or hopefully not a co-worker, I wouldn't go there, but I'd certainly go within your friends and flirt with them. If you hit it off and you kind of get the right vibe from them, you could say something like, look, you know, I'm really attracted to you. Do you want to come back to mine? I'm not really up for a relationship, but you know, I'd love to for us to go home together. What do you think? I have found the one night stand origin, <laughs> FYI, as you were chatting. Yes. The one night stand comes from the days of touring theater companies who would perform for just one night in a town because that town was likely to provide only enough audience for a single night. Interesting, right? What's that got to do with sex, though? Because they're saying that the one night stand, I don't know, it dated back to 1875, 1880. Wow. And I didn't think people did one night stands back then. No, no. It, that's when they had a theater <laughs> would come to the place and it would the, the theater would stand up essentially for one night. Right. And so now they're saying, okay, whatever, it doesn't matter. That's where the term came from. Yeah, it says I bet it comes they did from... have. I bet you people did have one night stands back then. Of course they did. Sex is sex. People are people. Different morals, different rules. What are you looking up now? Okay, sorry. This is totally off topic, but now I'm fascinated. It says the term comes from the days of touring theater companies who would perform for only one night in a town that was likely to provide the audience for only one engagement. By the mid-20th century, it had been transferred not only to other one-time performances of various kinds, but also in colloquial usage to a single sexual encounter that was unlikely to be repeated by the same couple and therefore implied some promiscuity. All right, whatever. Mm, okay. There you go. That's all we're going to get from that. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. I don't know. One night stands. Okay. Are we ready for question three? Now that I'm so off topic, I'm sorry. Nobody's probably going to care about that except for me. Okay. I'm six months postpartum. My body looks very different and I'm very nervous to have sex with my husband again. I just recently started feeling the desire for sex again, but I'm terrified he will be turned off by how I feel now and how I look. I'm not very confident with my new body type either. How do I regain my confidence in bed? Right. Well, a disclaimer straight up, I have never had a baby. Zibby, however, has had four. So she can chip in with the regaining body confidence and all that sort of stuff. But I do know this. I know that pregnancy and childbirth are absolutely brutal. 
on your body. And it might be natural, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to get perineal tears, that you're not going to get stretch marks, that you're not going to get a loss of identity, body confidence crises, sleep deprivation. I mean, I honestly don't know one woman who's had a baby and hasn't had a loss of confidence in everything, not just sex, just completely felt you know, thrown by the whole thing. And I do think there's an incredible pressure on women to not only go through the the sort of whole physical, you know, process of carrying a baby and delivering a baby to then suddenly having to turn around and go, wow, I better get rid of the baby weight and I'd better, you know, make sure I feel sexy even though I'm like two or three times larger than I am and make sure that I feel comfortable in my body even though it's changed and it's marked and it doesn't feel like my body anymore. And I mean, I was reading a thing on the weekend actually with a model called Rosie Huntington-Whiteley. Do you know her? I don't. She's beautiful. She's the usual 20 feet tall, skinny as could be, (laughs) just had a baby and totally lost all her body confidence and, and felt really thrown by it all. So it doesn't just happen to you, it happens to everybody. Ways to regain confidence. I think that, I mean, and I want your input on this, Zippy, because, but I would say one of the most important things is to talk to your husband. And I get the sense from the way this letter or this question is worded that you don't talk to your husband about it. And I think that the way out of it is to be honest, to let him in, to let him reassure you that, you know, you just a baby, you know, you, of course your body's going to be different. Let him in. And I think that a lot of men, a lot of women say no to sex after childbirth. And I think a lot of men just assume it's because they don't want sex anymore. And I think a lot of women do become suddenly shy. Would I be right there? Or what do you think? I mean, it's tough because your body then becomes sort of the feeding ground for your kids, right? So a lot of times you're you know, you're nursing, you're, you're, I mean, your body is like not your own anymore. So the idea that you're using it for like your own good in any way seems like contrary to what you're doing when you're raising infants. But, you know, I think one thing to keep in mind is like the, the man you're with who is now suddenly the dad is so thrilled to be a dad. And even from like an evolutionary perspective, right. They're Mm -hmm. like, you know, hear me roar. I am, I am, you know, I've, I've, my spawn is out into the world and you're the reason why. So they have a new appreciation for you in, in a new way. So you're, you know, I would just keep that in mind that they're very grateful to you. And it's not like somebody new seeing your postpartum baby. Yes, that's right. right? Although I will say, well, I shouldn't even say this, but I think that owning up to the fact that like your body's been through so much because you've had kids, I mean, it's not like you're the only one in the world, right? So many people, many people are in this situation and, and it's okay. And pregnancy does really weird, weird stuff to your body. And, you know, I don't even, you know, and I own up to this to my kids too, you know, like this is why my stomach looks like this. And like, here's a picture of what it looked like before, (laughs) but you know, I'm delighted that you guys are alive and that's why it looks like this. So, you know, pros and cons. That was going to be my point was don't compare yourself to others and don't compare yourself to the old you. And I mean, you know, these women who are on Instagram and you're like, I was snapped back to my pre-baby weight three, three weeks later. They're abnormal. They're not normal. And also the old you, how can you possibly look, have the same stomach when you've had four kids or even one kid? It's not the same stomach. It's been stretched out and then come back in again. So of course it's yeah. not going to be the same stomach. Yeah. So I think that we we are very, very hard on ourselves, women. I think getting back to being sexual, the first thing I would probably suggest is to masturbate, maybe even using a sex toy. And I'll tell you why, it's because I know some of my friends have said they were quite frightened to have an orgasm. They were worried that it might hurt. 
afterward. Mm. So I think that's one way to ease yourself back into it. And I think let your husband know that you want to start small. So just don't go straight into having intercourse. Start, you know, kissing again instead of air kissing. Have a, have a bath if you've got time. Start cuddling again. Start stroking again. And let him know that, you know, all this sort of, this foreplay-only sex instead of intercourse sex is sort of, you're, you're, you know, wanting to get back into it slowly. So he doesn't just think, wow, great, sex again, and go straight for it the minute you do anything remotely sexual. So tell him... When you are ready for intercourse, use lots of lube because apparently the vagina gets very dry after childbirth. And you guide him in. Make sure you're in a position where you're in control and you can hold his penis and make sure you guide it in so it can go in slowly, relax, breathe around it, relax the muscles and make sure that you are in charge. And also remember that sex can feel quite different. I don't know whether this happened to you, Zibby, but I had a couple of friends who would say, you know, God, I used to love oral sex and wasn't that fussed about intercourse, but now I love intercourse and not that fussed about oral sex. They said everything feels different. I'm not weighing in on this. This is, I'm not weighing in. But I I have heard the same thing from other friends. My, My final thing though is be kind to yourself because what worried me about this question that it was it seemed exclusively focused on how to please him how do I make myself sexy for him how can I you know and and what about you you know like you are just as important if not more so what do you need to feel sexy and confident because if you worry about you and what helps you know how to make yourself feel more desirable that will make you more desirable it's nothing to do it's all about attitude this whole thing whenever we talk about sex it's really to do with what the person actually physically looks like it's all to do with how you feel about yourself in your head and how you project yourself isn't it all to do with that yes like anything else no and nothing else on that one that was great (laughs) (laughs) we could reword the question to say i'm six months post-pandemic my body looks very different You could have just like tackled that in a whole new way. Anyway, okay, your sex tip of the week. Right, okay. Now, something I get asked all the time is, how do I make myself feel like sex more often? So the way to make yourself feel like sex more often is to set up a craving cycle. Like say you have a bar of chocolate mid-afternoon every single day. If you forget to get the bar of chocolate, your body's going to go, you know what, I'm having a bit of a sugar slump here get out and get yourself that Mars bar, right? That's what happens. And it's the same thing with sex because orgasms feel good. Our body likes orgasms. So the more orgasms you have, the more good sex you have that includes orgasms, the more you will feel like sex. So if you want to feel like sex more, have more sex. Just make sure it's good sex. Excellent. Okay. And after you hear this podcast, you will have even better sex thanks to Tracy. So there you go. (laughs) And Zippy. Also give good advice. (laughs) All right. Well, excellent. Thank you so much for these great questions. Who knew? Uh, uh, Per usual, really great. And and thank you. Yeah, this is fantastic. (laughs) So we'll talk next week with all new questions. And for anybody listening, don't forget, you can put your own questions on sextalkpod.com and just go enter your own questions. They're all anonymous. We'll never know who it is. And we get some really interesting questions there. So feel free to add your own to the mix. Absolutely. We love getting the questions. We get loads now, don't we? I know. It's so fun. All right. Thanks, Tracy. Okay. Next week. Bye. Next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy. If you want more from Tracy, she has a column on Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium. So check that out too. Thanks again. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 